Now the big news coming uh, out yesterday, Kempe, was about Joe Parker versus mm. Deontay Wilder, Junior Farr potentially on this card out of Saudi Arabia as well. And I thought, well, we need to talk boxing because this also includes uh, AJ as well. Anthony Joshua up against uh, potentially, or well, it's been floated anyway, uh, up against uh, Otto Wallen, uh, who's one of the big European fighters. And it's... Looking at it, if if everything that comes uh, that's been proposed comes through, it'll be a big, big card of heavyweight fights, some of the biggest in the world. And joining us to talk about that is boxing writer for Ring Magazine, a member of the Ring Ratings Advisory Panel, Anson Wainwright. Good morning to you, sir. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. I'm good, thank you. I'm I'm currently in Uzbekistan for the uh, the WBC convention, so it's uh, it's it's the other end of the day for me. So it's uh, so good to be with you. So thank you for having me. Uh, any time, mate, and I appreciate you staying up. Well, I think it's about eleven o'clock at night there. So uh, any uh, any kind of convention I've ever been at, uh, I'm I've usually been at the bar for about four hours by now. So you're doing well to be with us and be uh, <laughs> and, and, and be having a chat. Oh, we appreciate that, my friend. Uh, you saw this news come out uh, the other day. Uh, obviously, Fury. Versus versus Usyk being pushed back to February. What was your reaction when you saw these two as the, as the co-mains that were being floated? Do you know what? Actually, and, and, and some of the names that are floated around for the, for, the under, for the rest of the card, I'm probably more excited than I would have been for what would have been um, Fury and Usyk. So because I think, it, much like the show last month, the, the main fight didn't do much for me, but I loved the fact that the activity for the other heavyweights, because obviously things seem to be a bit stagnant. So there was a bunch of guys on there, including Joseph Parker. And now it looks like they're going to do, obviously, um, as you just touched upon, Joshua Valin and Wilder Parker. And I'm hearing other lots of other names, as you just mentioned, Far. I hadn't heard his name, but I can imagine. So it becomes a global event because boxing is so many different heavyweights. I, I actually had the pleasure of a conversation um, yesterday with Lennox Lewis, and we were talking about how there's so many different heavyweights from different places in the world that when you put them on, it becomes a global event. And that's what this, I think, would be. Yeah, Anton, it, it's always been that way for us down under. When we've looked at, uh, you know, David Tour when he was going through the ranks, and of course now you've got Joseph Parker there. Any any time they get mm-hmm. these big names like a Don, uh, Dante Wilder thrown across the table, then the boxing fanatics come out of the woodwork. Is, is it a reality, mm-hmm. or is, is someone like a Ruiz uh, also being touted to fight Dante Wilder? I think it's more the fact that, like, what we've seen is Joshua Valin um, and Wilder Parker. Um, and I think if, if Joshua Wilder were to both win, they would both start as the favourites. Um, actually, these are both risky fights. Um, you know, Valin is, it could be stylistically problematic for Joshua. Um, and, you know, Parker's good enough. He's been more active. Obviously, this is not, this is not easy for Wilder, but he only needs one punch. But, you know, Parker's always, you know, pr- pretty sturdy. So even with the one time he's been stopped, it, it was accumulation. Obviously, Wilder could render that with one shot. But it looks to me like it's going to be those two. I don't know. You know, Ruiz seems to have priced himself out. And I think he's had a recently had an operation. So I don't think um, Andy Ruiz will be jumping in front of Joe Parker for you know to, to get the Wilder fight. They've had plenty of discussions with that, and they weren't able to get it over the, the line. And I think the fact that Ruiz has recently had an operation um, kind of takes him out the mix. So I think 
it's uh, it's it's in there for Joe, and he, obviously he's great because he's coming off activity. You know, this is his, he's, this will be his fourth fight, if I'm not mistaken, of the year. Which would be uh, massive for Joe. I mean, it, there was a lot of talk uh, that, you know, once Fury goes, it really is open slather because everybody that's still active has had a few losses and it puts him right yeah. back in the mix. What about uh, him versus Deontay Wilder in terms of a, of a style matchup? Obviously, he's going to give some reach and hide away because I think, uh, what you know, uh, Deontay Wilder's mm-hmm. about 6'7", 6'8", and probably got, re- you know, maybe three or four-inch reach advantage. But it feels like he struggles against guys who can actually box properly if you if you like that that's always been the case but it's always been but can at some point if he lands if he if he can't land it's a problem but he's he's always found it a way to land even you know he's i think it's three is it three times four times he's dropped Mm. tyson fury's fury's obviously been able to get up but we've also seen you know, one of the only one of those knockdowns was was particularly heavy. Other ones, he's kind of caught him, and his equilibrium's gone. So everybody these ever fought, he's been able to to drop. So it's one of those that yeah, Josh. I, I think uh, he would obviously start as as the favorite, but it, it's never straightforward. It's not like he goes out and he he wins like it's it's definitive in the end. But the what gets in there isn't always. So I think Joseph would would certainly have success, and you could find he's won three or four rounds on the bounce. Uh, but at some point, does does Wilder land? That's always the what 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 seems to he's always found a way to do. Other than with when he when he fought Fury, and even then there was success with with his power. So it'll uh, it'll be interesting. But it's 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 the sort of thing with with um, with Joe. He's he's not. Old by heavyweight standards, but he's already achieved a lot. He's already, you know, become wealthy. And it's for him, this type of fight, this would reinvigorate. If he could get a win here, he's he's in the mix as it is. Of course he is. But if he wins this one, this puts him way back in there, you know. So it's, you know, the risk reward, it's it's there. It's not a world title fight, but this would be huge if he could do it. And it and it is the way the wilder fights. It's dangerous, but it's also, you know what, I, I can have success. And, you know, Joe would, I'm sure, would believe he's he's very much in this fight. And I'm sure he likes the fight. Yeah, we, we talked about that this morning, Anson, that it's a, a defining uh, career move for Joe Parker. Uh, but also for uh, uh, Deontay Wilder, when, you, when you're talking about being knocked down, do you think the, the Tyson Fury um, Nagano knockdown has really opened up Tyson Fury and his team's eyes to, to preparation because he did look a little bit underdone and there was a lot of talk about Nganu not getting anywhere near Tyson, yet he's just a pinch away from knocking out the world champ. Like, is, is this the reason this fight's come about? He needs more preparation? Yes, but I don't think that... I, I, we know that, but I think Fury... I don't think for him, if you look back in his career... There's probably half a dozen times when you look at him, he does. It's not like as though he's always head and shoulders above guys. The Otto Wallen fight, he struggled. I don't think he was up for that early in his career. The first time he fought Chisora, he fought a guy McDermott early in his career. Didn't look good. You see him, you know, as you go through his career, if he doesn't feel particularly threatened. He's not motivated, and he and you see that. There's the peaks and troughs. I to me. I wouldn't. Th- I don't take anything from that. I, 
believe he would be the favourite against Usyk, and I wouldn't. The odds may have changed, but to me, it doesn't make it doesn't. I don't see that as like, oh, he's on the on the downside. I don't think should he have taken it seriously. Yes, but if if you went back, I don't think he would have taken. I don't think he would if he got a do over. It would make any difference. He would still do the same because that's how he always is. He's always erratic in his in the way he is. If he doesn't feel threatened, he didn't. You see in the build up, he was there taking photos with people, celebrities, fellow boxers legends he was having a party and then he was realized he's actually in a fight and it's difficult to suddenly rouse yourself from that on that fight actually because there was a lot of people saying that Ngano was ripped off but I I, I went back and rewatched it and I, I I still think Ngano didn't he fought it like a UFC fight he didn't fight it like a boxing fight and, and I think Tyson Fury outpointed him sure he got knocked down in the third round but at that point Tyson already won two rounds so it was probably 28 all on the cards for me so I uh, mm-hmm. where, where were you on that? Do you you think Fury did win that on the cards that fight? Yes, but it was one of those. It was so unconvincing that to me, the the guy that won the night was Ngannou mm. because he's the guy that if I was if you were asking me what do I want to see, I'm more excited to see you know if Ngannou whether he goes and drops back and 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 builds you know a couple of guys before he gets in you know whether his next fight is against. The type of guys we've mentioned. You know, someone said to me, you know, perhaps like a Derek Chisora, you know, that's not bad for your first, you know, your second fight. But does he take a, does he drop down to get some wins like in boxing where you build a record? Does he try and do something like that? Does he get serious? But he's, I think he's 37. So it's not like this is a project for years. But to me, I was more excited to see that than I was to see, you know, Fury. Fury, I'm a bit, I'm, I'm over that. We've seen it. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a, an act. It's craziness. You know, you see it, and it's like I prefer when you see like an Usyk. He's a classy individual. The way he carries himself, the way he fights. You know, it's not like a a party and everything. It's like it's it's business. It's it's you know carries himself like you you want to see a sportsman. Joseph's much the same. You know, Joe Parker. The way he carries himself is he always carries himself with respect. Shouldn't they be doing more for boxing? When you look at the heavyweight. Um, realms currently it reads like a soap opera you've got Tyson Fury the Gypsy King and his father who are absolutely crazy you look at Deontay Wilder and the way that he walks in his ring of presence his his entries he's looking for something to get back into the game Anthony Joshua throws all his bouts out the out the door when he can't beat Usyk again and and then you've got this little um, Mr Usyk waiting for a fight and all these other great boxes underneath them. Do you think the the WBO could probably do more for for heavyweight boxing at the moment with such a good roster? How, how do you mean? Sorry, the WBO do more. Well, the like the the the, the people that own the belts. Like, should there be more regular fights? Oh, the for sanctioning boxes? bodies. I beg your pardon. Yes, the sanctioning bodies. Yes, but there's only so much I suppose they can do. They have the title and then there's the politics. Like you make a mandatory challenger, but then when Usyk has three belts, if he then has to fight like the IBF mandatory is a guy, Filip Hergovic from Croatia. The WBO interim is Zhang who beats, um, um, what's his name? Joe Joyce, who also owns a win over Joseph Parker. So when you work it out, there's a, he has another belt, so he has a mandatory with that. So by the time you go through those, at some you're like actually the one that makes the sense, the one that people want to see is him against Fury. So 
there's a there's a, a there's a process of keeping the belts active, but there's also where you want to try and make the biggest fight. So sometimes you kind of want to see a bit of common sense as opposed to just letting it go here, there, and everywhere. But yeah, there's there's it's it's funny because many of the heavyweights didn't have a lot of activity this year. They went to Saudi, and then all of a sudden there was what was it five fights? So there was there's ten heavyweights. They they got activity and they're going to be you know some of them Joseph Parker I think potentially another one of the heavyweights off that card Aslanbek Mahmudov he's going to be active as well so those two guys have both fought in the space of a couple of months hopefully if they keep moving forward some of these guys could appear on the um, if 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 it does happen as I believe it will um, if Fury and Usyk is done which I think there's a press conference in London on Wednesday, if that's the case, or Thursday, if they do that, that those guys, some of these guys who win could go on that show. So the activity would be great for them. You know, that's, that's what we want to see. So hopefully it does bear out that way. Yeah, looking forward to seeing what they do. This is what I have read. Anson, that has been floated, okay? So we, we know that we're, we're talking about Deontay Wilder, Joe Parker. We know we're talking about AJ and Valen. But they've also said Frank Sanchez, the Cuban, up against Junior Farr is a real possibility. J.R. Pattaya okay. on, uh, defending on the same card. Uh, WBA, uh, former WBA t- regular title holder, Daniel Dubois up against Jarrell Jer- Miller. Mahmoudov, who you just mentioned, up against uh, the European champion, Kabiel as well from Germany and Hergovic the Croatian against an opponent yet to be determined if they put that card together that's got to be just about the greatest card in boxing in the last 10 years doesn't it all on the same night it's it's a heck of a I mean there's a couple of those I wasn't you know I hadn't hadn't heard but I mean that's a heck of a card like it's one of those see you there gentlemen I would be you know very happy to be there the only my only my only grievance is the fact it's the two days before Christmas so mm. you end up traveling home on Christmas day and there's going to be a lot of arguments because a lot of wives are going to be unhappy with their husbands being so far from from home but in the seriousness of what you said it's a, it's a great card if that is executed like we said then wow you know there's there's a lot of there's a theme from all over the world it's not like you put it together and it's like it's in America and there's, you know, it's as well in America. When you look at that, there's so many different countries that, and you look at the top 10, I think pretty much every top 10 heavyweight will have seen action in Saudi in, in between those two cards. There's just so other than Zhang who beat Joyce recently, I, I can't, I, I'm struggling to think of a heavyweight who's top 10 who won't have seen activity, which is great. That's what we want to see. We want to see these guys fighting. Um, and as I say, it was unfortunate we didn't, things were log jammed. And then now it seems things are moving forward and everybody's getting fights. And honestly, some of these, it's not like they're just fighting a journeyman. These guys are fighting, some of these guys are fighting each other. So they're eliminating each other. So whoever comes through, you know, Usyk and Fury, there's there's legitimately several options of, of good fights. And the other guys are, are not just waiting around, you know, if Wilder were to beat Parker, that's that. There may arguably be his best win as a professional. Obviously, we don't know how the, how he were to win, but it's it, Parker's you know that good. And if Parker were to win, wow, you know that would be a career best win for him. It would it would be. And and what would the purse be worth, Anson? You know, like you guys must sit there and think, well, if it goes to Saudi Arabia and it's Wilder versus Parker, what's the purse worth? 
I don't. I, I I've not been privy to, to that information, but you can you can guarantee these guys are, are being very handsomely remunerated. This isn't where they're going to make a couple of hundred grand. This is one of those where there's you know for for a fight like that, I would imagine Wilder's making several million. I would imagine that Joseph's going to make you know again. I'm just throwing it out. This is just you know as you've you've, you've asked me, I would I'd imagine Joseph making three or four million. That's a serious fight. This isn't you know with respect to the other fights he's had this year we fought jack massey in in the uk that was a you know just get back then he's had another fight in australia when he got you know or and he you know got back another you know another quick win they weren't going to be you know it was about activity then the last time he would have i'm sure he got well paid for going to saudi again and you know this time is you know this is huge money i'm sure Anson, just before we let you go, uh, I did want to ask you one thing about Joshua versus Valen. Are you surprised? I mean, I know this hasn't been confirmed, but it sounds like it's all but done. Are you surprised he takes that fight? Because for me, all AJ's management are looking at is getting him enough wins to make him versus Fury viable. And then that's the big payday. The, well, the end game it appears to be the Battle of Britain, which would be that, or you know, just to go out there and, and roll the dice and see what happens with Wilder, because that looks like who lands first wins the fight. Those two are both fortunes, you know. I mean, I would guess that if the two of those who headline this the show, if they both win, they try to do that, maybe not February, because that would appear to be too soon. But I would guess the Saudis would do another show, maybe April time. This is nothing I have. I'm just guessing. And then they would, those two could go. Now, the winner of that, if he were to somehow get through that and there's, you know, if Fury's around, there's a fight they could do that. And whether they did it in Saudi, it would be a shame. Two Brits in Saudi, you'd want to see that at an open air soccer stadium, fill Wembley up, do 90,000 or something. But I mean, wait, you know, that's obviously a little bit off, but that's, that appears to be the, the, the end game or what they're looking at. So Valen is, 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 is a difficult style matchup because he's a big guy. He's as big as, as AJ. He's not, he know and he knows his style. You sometimes see Joshua caught between styles. Does he want to box? Does he want to, does he want to bang it out? Cause obviously he's, a, he's a, he's got power. Whereas is Valen is very, you know, he's a very good boxer. He's not going to go in there and really try and, you know, land that hammer blow. He's all about the jab and move. And we saw him give fury problems. So as much as I don't think Fury was probably at his A game, he gave Fury problems. So this is one of those, if this goes a few rounds, and I think he absolutely can do that, then it starts becoming more and more of a problem for for um, for AJ. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it all maps out. Listen, Anton, I really appreciate you staying up late for us. Uh, enjoy the rest of the conference in uh, Uzbekistan, and we'll catch up with you uh, another time and keep up the good work at Ring Magazine. And you don't play boxing, your podcast as well. Thank you. Have a great show. Thank yep, you. I we'll appreciate do. it. Have a great show, guys. Take care. Bye. We'll do Anson Wayne right there with us. Uh, some interesting stuff there, Kempi. Uh, some interesting permutations, yeah. eh? I love talking boxing. I sort of get, I get it with them. I was just trying to make a point. Like we don't see enough heavyweight boxing, and if, if you you listen to that conversation and you and you hear the names that he's rolling out, I know that you 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 just mapped out a really good card for us, but I just think we need more regular. Boxing, you know, it'd be nice to have a heavyweight title or some type of title bout fight four times a year. Well, it feels as opposed to get one a year. I wonder if the boxing is starting to feel the the bite of UFC because this yeah. this feels this bout that's being floated feels like a UFC card rather than a boxing card. 
Well, they, they, they need to hurry up because the younger generations, they love the UFC. You know, it's regular, it's coming on, you know, once a month you've got belts going on and, and they're decent belts like you saw yesterday. Yet we just sit here, we, I'll tell you what they do, they talk a lot about who's going to box who and it never comes about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, too much gum flap and not enough uh, fist action. 100%, uh, Kempe. Well said, mate.